and you need to speak up. Like this? Yes, like that. Oh, sorry. So, yes, in case of you didn't notice, I have a new router. Um, now that you've pointed it out to me, I've noticed it. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, I decided to throw out the old one because the firmware uh, hadn't been updated since before I got it about eight years ago. So, does this new router have any interesting features on it? Mm, not necessarily the router itself. Um, so, you know, I pretty much picked up a discontinued router the first time. This one is also discontinued, but the difference is it, uh, it, you can put OpenWRT on it. There you go. I was, I was actually in my mind thinking before if the old router could support that and if that would have solved your problem of not having updates. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of angry at people for not doing that. Uh, but apparently it's like some obscure CPU architecture or something that it hasn't been ported to. So, yeah. Uh, Have you heard about the uh, Canon camera firmware that you can put on this open source? Not really, I guess it's, not. It's uh, CHDK. In certain Canon cameras, you can install this firmware on it, and it lets you basically do what you want with it. Uh, I guess there was some accident, I forget the background here, but there's some accident that happened and somehow people figured out how the firmware update process works enough that they could figure out how to hack the cameras and people started developing an operating system for the camera. So what was it? CHDK. It's kind of really neat. Like you can uh, make the shutter like on a really cheap low end Canon camera. It doesn't have many features. You can like make the shutter stay open all night long or make it do motion sense sensing and take pictures then it really opens up a lot of what you can do with it but i've heard that color processing isn't quite as good with the software when you have it enabled mm -hmm. uh but it's really easy to switch back and forth i think it's like the lock uh switch on your sd card you would just flip it and then it knows to either go into the firmware or it knows to go into the stock firmware huh. so you can switch it back and forth without any issue it's not permanent it's not a permanent brain change. <laughs> but, I mean, if if uh, your camera can save in, you know, raw format, it doesn't really matter what the color processing is. That's true, and it wouldn't surprise me if this firmware would support the raw, just because of its open nature and... Oh, right there, it says features, professional control, raw oh. files. And so that would, to me, I think that means that... Even if you have a cheap low-end camera that can't natively support RAW, I think it still would actually allow you to do RAW with the firmware. So it's actually pretty neat. If, if I ever get another camera again, I might very possibly get a Canon one, or at least consider it, just because you can do the firmware. Alright. Now I need to get some stories. Oh my. Let's, let's find out what's happening in the Raspberry Pi world with this recent bit of time. Uh, yeah, I think this is what I wanted to uh, mention last time about package management mm -hmm. in Windows 10. 
There you go, that'll be a good one. Or however you pronounce it, Canical, Conical. Bring Snappy Ubuntu Linux to Raspberry Pi. Canonical. Canonical. There you go. Now I know how to say that. Raspberry Pi B Plus gets a price cut and now sells for 25 uh, Let's see. Backblaze. Remember them? Um, they're the hard drive company that like has backups and they, they keep statistics on how fast they die. Something like that. Uh, they're actually a backup service provider, like a cloud backup yes. company. Yeah. Yep. This is another hard drive report. Whoa. They have a box for it. Oh, it's like, remember they had the server box? It was like the fancy orange and stuff. It's orange, too. Well, I mean, Ubuntu is kind of orange yeah, and purple. I mean, so. it's, it's just neat that they made a box for it. That's all. <laughs> the guy's shirt is invisible. What do you mean? Right there? Yeah. Standing in front of a orange wall. <laughs> he doesn't have a shirt on. Most secure version of Ubuntu. Is that because they uninstalled a bunch of the programs that had flaws in them? Oh. <laughs> that is that is kind of neat. I don't know, probably they upgraded OpenSSL to something that doesn't have Heartbleed. That could be. Oh, he, he, he did reference to... It says Ubuntu on it. Oh no, this is SSD card, fringe title. I don't know, this is kind of silent. I might cut it out. This is not a very good air gap connection. doesn't have anything on it. That's newsworthy, I guess. Let's see. I've wanted to try this, but I haven't gotten around to it. You ever use Sigwin? 
Sigwin. Yeah. Uh, it's vaguely familiar. Yeah, it's sort of like the Linux kernel as like a Windows application. Is it the, the package manager thing? Yeah, I've used yeah. it a couple of times. Not wasn't totally impressed with it, but yeah. Yeah, I've I've wanted to use this, but haven't gotten a chance to. And I think I might just throw it in there, you know, with the Windows package management. What's it called? Snappy one two. What is it? What's the name of the box? Oh, the orange matchbox. Orange matchbox. Yeah. Orange, orange matchbox. matchbox. There we go. The orange matchbox. Raspberry on Ubuntu, in Ubuntu, running Ubuntu, running Snappy Ubuntu, Snappy Ubuntu. The Snappy is something evidently I'm not familiar with. It sounds like a concept he thought that his audience should know about because he was talking about snap-ins and things like that. So maybe that's the competitor, the Windows 10 uh, IoT thing. At first I thought it was just like a new version, but apparently not. Oh. Well, the architecture, but Ubuntu Core on the Internet of Things. So that's what it is. It's it's a competitor to the Windows 8. Everyone's jumping on this. No, this build. is this is their I, IoT. They're the, either IoT competitors, what I meant to say. Yeah. But everyone's jumping on the IoT boat. It could be just a fad that might kind of. It, it's it's the hot. Well, other people would use a more uh, offensive word, but it's the hot crap. <laughs> it says uh, it's been around since 1982, and it says CMU SCS Cook Machine. Hi and welcome. This machine is provided for the convenience and enjoyment of entertainment. Products vending machine. Weight has been five cases or 120 bottles per day. Current loaders software. Hmm. Interesting. Now, I've heard of Ubuntu Core before, but I'm not sure... Is that maybe in context of a mobile devices, I wonder? No, Ubuntu Core is, like, pretty much the operating system, the UI, and nothing else. Like, there's no bundled programs in with mm -hmm. Core. Okay. Um, so, if you remember my favorite flavor, Zubuntu... Yep. Uh, that also comes in a Zubuntu Core flavor also. At least. Okay, so it just says your UI in the, the the system. Yeah. So, like, if you don't want, like, any of the extra, you know, like, office suite yes. or, you know, instant messenger or music player or anything, like, you would get core and then you would, like, apt get everything else. What you need. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it goes back to my point. This is why it's so secure. <laughs> it doesn't come with anything to break. People counting project. I don't know. Apple hasn't done anything really bad for a while. Yeah, we talked about that one. Uh, uh, what what you call it? Uh, the guy uh, quitting. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Well, that wasn't really a lol Apple though. As more of a bad Apple. <laughs> 
this funny reading in English thing. I just it was reading. It says we love. I don't know the or I guess uh, passive infrared sensor. It was we love PIRs. They cost a couple of quid. It was just <laughs> I don't know. I'm not being used to the term. It struck me as funny. Well, it's the uh, you know the English England form of bucks. Okay, is quid <laughs> quid. So now we can just go around and say that'll be a couple quid. <laughs> Except people would probably look at you funny. It's like, what'd you just get off the boat? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, those sensors. That's what I need to build my chronometer, uh, I think is what it's called, for measuring the speed of a bullet. So you have like hmm. two gates set up and you shoot a bullet between the two gates and like the bullet passing through breaks the light and then you count how many seconds from one gate to the next gate, and you know how many inches apart the gates are, and then you know how many... You mean milliseconds. Well, I said seconds to be funny. <laughs> but yes, the, the milliseconds, you count the time. And so, actually, I mean, just thinking about it, it's really amazing that the processor is cycling way faster than the bullet's moving. So, like, a computer could, like, totally do the whole matrix dodging a bullet thing. If the physical thing could do it fast enough, anyways, that would mean that the computer potentially could travel faster than the bullet. Yes, that would mean the computer could travel faster than the bullet, which would mean the computer would be more dangerous than the bullet. Yes, the computer <laughs> might very well be more dangerous than the bullet. Whoa, interesting. Uh, they referenced this. Uh, Ubi dots thing and Ubi dots. Ubi dots is saying something like they have like data hosting or something for IoT stuff. Interactive demo. Continue. Bob. Save device. Scan the secure. Connect your phone to the system. What? You're gonna make me scan it to make that work. Seriously? I can't just see it? <laughs> Didn't bring my phone in with me. Uh oh. Oh yeah, Rust hit version 1.0. Is that a game, I think? No, it's uh, Mozilla's language. Oh, okay. I, I recognized it. I felt like it was something we had talked about once, so I was just going for games since I didn't totally recognize it. Although Rust is a game. Okay, maybe I, I, I was recognizing it from the proper context then. Is that uh, OB dots or whatever thing might be useful to me, just uh, hearing hearing what it's saying. Data. So that's a thing with uh, the Smoky, the Pi thing, uh -huh. is uh, the software for it. it. takes a long time to build. I mean, it's fun, but it does take a long time to build, and maybe it is actually better out of the box. I don't know. I've seen, like, a dashboard that they make for the Pi that has, like, all the sensors hooked up to it and everything, and, uh, like, you can turn pins on and off, like, from a nice, pretty web interface. It's actually pretty neat. See, I, I feel like they're talking about like sending the data up from your sensors, and then they have a way of using metadata to like tag your data and like give it like relationships of what it means. I feel like that's perhaps some of what I'm doing with my code is I'm I'm collecting the data and then I'm analyzing it and I'm tagging it to specific meanings, but I'm doing so in tables that I have to make in the database and so that might long term hurt me because it might be a lot of overhead to 
support new new stuff, new sensors, new on-off switches. Whereas if I can abstract that out a little bit better to something like this and maybe focus on just displaying data, it'd be kind of interesting to look into. Um, what are, Wow, interesting. Hmm. That's kind of really interesting. I think that's actually worth uh, worth talking about. Inbox. Is more of a graphical interface to so people that don't know programming to build stuff. Hmm. Oh yeah, logjam. I haven't heard of logjam. Is that a new vulnerability? Yep, it's a downgrade attack. They come with so many wonderful names, don't they? <laughs> logjam, heartbleed. What was the back door SSH or something? Oh wow, that is nice. This software, the Thingbox stuff, you can configure your Wi-Fi from the web interface. So you boot her up and you jump to his page and then you go settings, you set up the Wi-Fi and you reboot it and it'll just pop on the Wi-Fi network for you. Not that you can't configure it through the command line or through, you know, the actual Pi UI, but it's more painful. So you could have a Pi and never have to plug a keyboard and mouse into it or something. It's kind of neat. Hmm. Maybe just to inject like real code into the into the the flowchart thing. This software is actually looking kind of interesting because at first I thought it was just more like a a kitty thing that they just had pre-built stuff. But when you can actually start rewriting code into it, but it's just more of a visual representation of how it flows together. That sounds more useful. Almost puts you in mind of Windows workflow, kind of. Not quite, but almost. That's kind of neat. The thing I'd need would be a way to get it out of that website that's analyzing the data, because I still kind of like to present it in my own own way. I just, it seems really good at collecting the data and maybe like some basic manipulation of it. Hmm. Just using polling, they don't actually use a web socket. Might have to play with this in the Pi now. This is retrieval of data, so that must be a way to get it out of it. Oh, do you have any AOL CDs? AOL CDs? Yeah. I might have one from home that my grandfather gave me once upon a time. Why? Some guy wants some. What is he doing with them? Simply because, you know, they are a significant piece of history. You know, There's so many of them around. <laughs> I don't think he'll have a problem, but <laughs> if you could help him out, that'd be great. If you want to save me some time, image them into ISOs and scan the envelope you got them in, in the front and see them, but if not, send them to me. So he wants the images of them? Yeah, like the actual, like, ISOs. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting that he wants the images. What is he? After all, for some time, half of all CDs manufactured in the world had an AOL logo on them. These, like it or not, folks, these things are payloads of history. <laughs>
That's crazy, really half. That's 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 interesting. <laughs> this looks like a site with a really nice API documentation. I've seen one other place that had really nice API. I want to speak up for that. What's that? That's good volume. That's better. Yeah, I saw. I, I said this. Uh, U Ubid dots or however we decided it was Ubi dots. Ubi dots. We um. Uh, anyways, I noticed they had really nice looking API documentation, and one other place that I've ever seen that had really nice API documentation was a uh, company called Cover My Meds. And like, you go on their website, and like they seem to describe how it works very well and give nice examples and everything. You know what's really good documentation? The MDN. The Mo Microsoft stuff? Mozilla Developer Network. Oh, okay. I wasn't... Yeah, MSDN. Yeah, that's a different acronym. Yeah. So much better than W3 schools. So it does have a way to get the data back out. You can just call thingy.getValues or pass it in for n number of last values that ever got. So that actually could work really well for my... Uh, my my Reals website because that's one of the issues I'm having I'm hosting a Heroku is I'm generating thousands and thousands and thousands of records but you can only have 10,000 records in your database yeah with a freebie account and I really don't need that much data I just kind of need some recent data and so that could work really well I can just go grab from the API like the last however many thousand records or whatever I need uh, either live or maybe at some interval, uh, like some nightly job, like update my database of data or something like that. I still wish it would let me see the demo without using phone. I wonder if they're making their Raspberry Pi be more competitive with a $9 computer, just given that there's so much going on in the market right now. Oh, the Pi 2 is a lot more powerful. Yes. So Did they, was it thirty five? Is what they offered that for? Or was it more? Uh, yeah, thirty five for Model B. Okay, so that that seems to be their they're going their introductory rate. Then and there must be maybe that's their pattern is you release it and then as you get a better one, then you bump the price down. I mean, the cheapest Pi, you know, Model A plus is twenty. So okay, you know, I mean, you have to be pretty poor to not afford a thirty five dollar machine. So. This is true. Uh, so interestingly that we were just having that discussion, I just read the next paragraph in this article. It said, one of the popular spe speculations for the reason of the price reduction is a device called CHIP, a very popular project by nextthing.co with a starting price of just $9. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Okay, that definitely goes on the Pi articles then. Since uh, we featured the $9 computer last last time. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I just had a sentence. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, the page breaks, like, right there. <laughs> the page what right there? The page breaks right there. <laughs> and then you undid it, and then I'm like, oh, I guess my I'm writing up there now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess really the Raspberry Pi section is turning into an IoT section. But back when we started it, we didn't know per se about the IoT thing that's more of a recent term. I wonder when the, where that term first popped up. That would be kind of interesting to find out. 
I guess Wikipedia would be a good First one. documented by British Visionary 1999. 99. Okay. So not that new, just more recent new then. Well, it became the hot new beep recently. <laughs> so everyone is, you know, like have, you know, coming in with this gold rush of things. It it does it does seem like there's a a gold rush going on and Part of me is kind of concerned that it might be like a bubble thing could potentially happen there just because well, there's so much happening. Kind of a fad, I guess. Yeah, it, 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 it's there's a lot of interesting stuff to do things with, but I haven't seen real products coming to market yet that people are using and saying, whoa, this changed my life. How did I ever live without a microwave? That talks to the internet. Yes. I mean, seriously, I can just sit on my phone and say, make me a burrito, and it makes a burrito. Yeah, like, thank you, my Nest microwave. <laughs> oh, hold on, I just got a text from my microwave. It said it's ready. Oh, and now my refrigerator is complaining that it doesn't have enough stuff in it. I guess that means I need to go shopping tomorrow. Oh, wait, the car says it's empty. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Elon. <laughs> the headline. A good effort, but a bit odd. Windows 10 on IoT Core and Raspberry Pi 2. Sub-headline. The question is, does the Pi really need Windows? Yes. <gasps> Microsoft Bob! That's what it was. One day at work... I was telling guy, the guys about some Microsoft product that really flopped. Don't know why I was telling them, but I was like trying to describe something. Oh, I think the way it gives you the password after the third attempt of fouling. I was trying to come up with a product name, and I had said, so just Google Microsoft product that flopped or something like that, and it didn't come up. And I was like, really? But anyways. Microsoft's had a lot of those. Yes. Well, I thought it was a famous one, kind of from what I had always uh, heard. Well, it's just notorious, infamous, maybe. Yes. There's no command prompt in the IoT Windows 10. That's weird. There's something with PowerShell you can do, it says. Yeah. But uh, that's interesting. I think that's why Linux is better, because... There's always a command prompt, and you can do anything with it, including delete your brain. <laughs> You're just trying every possible permutation on that. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> we need good fringe titles. Interesting, it says native Win32 apps run, but you will not see any output other than in a remote session. So how does that work? Because it's on a different processor but it says native win32 apps run or is the processor different on the pi 2 no it's definitely an arm maybe like they're talking about something running on .NET, stuff that uses the win32 api maybe that might be it <laughs> the current previews has several several limitations wi-fi and bluetooth are not supported the wi-fi to me would be a really big one I think I'd work on.
What? It says you have to have Windows 10 to write to the SD card. What? For the, uh, it says setting up the Windows 10 Pi Core is meant to sign up for Microsoft's preview program, downloading an SD card image and writing to a card using Windows 10 technical preview. The documentation says you need a physical Windows 10 machine or in order to access a card reader, but apparently VMware huh. can also work. But, so it's saying that you can't install it unless you have Windows 10. That, I don't like what they're doing there. I just really like the Linux concept. You download an image file, you type DD. Disk Destroyer! That's right. DDIF equals file name, OF equals device name. Input file, output file. That's correct. You don't mix those two guys up. Whoops! Otherwise, you'll know why it's called Data Destroyer. So you about ready to do the show? Yes. Let me read the happy... Do you want to say happy birthday to Bob? Eh, sure. We can throw that into the banter. Okay. Wait, so that was back in March. March. We missed it? This is May. <laughs> I knew it began with an M. Okay, fine. I guess since we missed it, we... It, doesn't isn't as much fun. We have to um, uh, put that on for next year to make sure we say happy birthday to Bob when he turns twenty one and is legal for him to buy handguns. <laughs> okay, let me glance at things. Package management. Uh... Well, I mean, you can still put it in there. I mean, oh, we could say we missed it, and we could just talk about Bob and laugh at him some or something. I don't know. We could talk about my favorite feature in Bob. I talked with a guy that works for Microsoft once, and he—I was asking like if they use like the the doc and the spreadsheet and stuff. And he says, "Oh yeah, we use it all the time." And he said that sometimes the uh, doc, Google Docs. Oh, okay. Um, and he said that sometimes the management are telling me to make some spreadsheet up or something and like several departments might be making it together and they're like all jump on and like start making it all at once and I said like do you have like problems with, like too many users and he's like I forget it was like a few hundred or whatever it was yeah sometimes so we have like a couple of different documents going at once and then someone merges them all together or something it sounds like they use it like and abuse it <laughs> Backblaze Mozilla Rust Engine Oh, right. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Ooh, the error message one sounds good. Yeah. That's uh, probably a thing every developer has trouble with. I say, this didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to me. So, uh, have you heard good, bad things about OCZ as far as SSD goes? Um, apparently, uh, they were... I don't know, quick to support like very emerging technologies and uh, so they had a lot of product failures because they didn't like design their uh -huh. products for long enough, I guess. Maybe test them well. Yeah. So apparently everyone has this idea that, you know, they everything has abnormally high failure rates and if you buy an OCZ product, you're essentially shooting yourself in the foot. Uh, but last year, uh, Toshiba bought them. Okay. So, and, uh, like, I have an OCZ SSD in my box, and it's going on about 
I think it's over two and a half years. See, I actually have an OCZ in my desktop at home, but that's my has my Linux install on it. But if I play tanks, which I do most of the time, I never boot up into uh, Linux. If I did actually with Wine, I do have World of Tanks installed, and it does work. It's just that the frames per seconds frames per second is just really disappointing considering how good of a computer I have. You said you had like an R9 270 graphics card? Uh, I forget, but uh, I remember I paid like 150 or something for it. It's been a while. It actually, I wasn't using it for quite a long time there, and then I recently brought it home from my apartment. It does play things better than this laptop. Short, factual, and avoid reference to implementation details and specific function names. That's a really good, uh, just a quick summary. <laughs> Let's see. Do we have any hardware type stuff? Oh, well, yeah, up here. Yeah, we have lots of hardware. Yeah, well, Raspberry Pi. <laughs> what? Do not capitalize the first letter. Do not end a message with a period. The program is not a human. Don't pretend otherwise. Ooh, didn't notice this. What's that? The high bandwidth memory will enable some very inventive form factor designs. Meaning? So instead of having, like, on a video card, like having, like, all the... Uh, video memory chips on the board. Yep. They'll be much smaller and integrated, like, right next to the GPU. So, okay. like, you can, like, have a much smaller video card, like, interesting form factors, and, like, actually have, like, two GPUs, like, side by side on a board. Oh, so it could be on the same card. You can yeah. Put two on there. Ah, that is, sounds useful. And, like, not have, like, insane dimensions on that. Bob, even more intuitive, users could also place new objects in a virtual home. This feature started to tip Bob over into the nonsensical as all objects could be resized. It was therefore possible to put a saucepan in your lounge room and scale it so it obscured all other objects. Wow, Bill Gates way back when was talking about voice recognition. And they finally didn't put it in Windows. Do you notice that it didn't really take off? Like, they put that into, what, I think Vista? Yeah. Voice recognition? And I remember, like, that that was a feature when I first got Vista. Like, I got the release candidate version. Like, I was really, really excited about the voice recognition because I thought it was really neat. But nobody else ever seemed to get excited Let's about see. it. Let's see. I think I was using Office 2002 once, and that had voice recognition in it. And... You know, if you spoke in a certain way, it would work great. Um, but yeah, like I, I remember like some talk like back in 2006, I think, where it was, you know, Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, you know, like talking at some conference, uh-huh. like being interviewed. And like, understand this is like when the approximately when the Nintendo Wii was released, okay. you know, with all the motion sensing stuff. Yep. And, uh, like, how you could, like, put, like, all these attachments and stuff on a Wiimote. Yes. Um, so, and, like, Gates was talking about stuff like, yeah, and, like, uh, eventually want to, like, take a tennis racket and swing it around in front of your TV so 
it you know it'll look like you're swinging around a tennis racket in your game or whatever and steve jobs is like no well we already have that now like you can you know take a remote and you know stick whatever on it and gates is like no i want to take my tennis racket that i actually play tennis with and swing it around <laughs> which was to connect so you know you know sometimes you know he can be on to a few things so you know it, in some ways, he's just as visionary as Jobs, but he goes about it in a different way. This is true. I mean, I guess to to get to where he got, you have to be have a vision for things and be a good thinker. He definitely does seem to have that quality. I remember once I forget, I think we featured on the show there was something he was doing with like to invent a better toilet for third world countries. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, how, like, crap would come in and water would come out. <laughs> I forget how it worked, but it was kind of funny. And, like, the stuff that wasn't water was burned. <laughs> yeah, something like that. It, it was it was interesting. It made it onto some Windows XP discs. Bob did on XP. <laughs> I didn't... I would not have thought he would have been around that long. Wait, Windows 10... Cortana personal assistant Cortana Cortana is there like a lady that talks to you in Windows 10 and tells you stuff it's sort of like Siri uh, if you're if you've yeah, heard of that I've heard of Siri yeah and you've also heard of Halo right yes um they stole the name from Halo who stole which Microsoft stole the Cortana name from Halo so is Halo a Microsoft game I feel like yeah. it's an Xbox game okay yeah okay I think I'm pretty good yeah. It looks a lot like Android's cards. <laughs> they put just enough of it so that Halo people would go crazy. <laughs> hmm. Don't know. Don't know if a circle that spins is gonna make me feel pers like I have a personal human connection. <laughs> Or they could uh, just do something like that, uh, Fringe, which I think is actually from the game. <laughs> so that's the Halo thing. Yeah. Okay. I guess we probably should get going pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, no Kickstarter. And this is CS87 for May, whatever this is, let's say 23rd. Oh, right. Even though last time I actually released it on a Sunday, sorry about that. Got to release sooner than it had we done it on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could have saved it. Uh, so I guess I will go ahead and start then. Sounds good. This, well, we clap or anything. Uh, let's see. Tracks, add new. Well, no. I can't add a marker because it doesn't automatically add a label track. So, hold on. Do you just normally make two tracks, right? Something like that. Ow. <laughs> I think mine was louder, though. There's only one big line there, so it's possible. So. All right, well, it's about 11 o'clock, yep. so you probably need to get out of here. Do you need to get out of here? Uh, this this is where I live. What? What? 
You said, do you need to get out of here? I said, I I do need to get out of oh. here. I wasn't evicting you from your own house. <laughs> I was like, you go, Andrew. I'm going to stay the night here. 